2: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show.
1: From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 2, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 771 of the Biden-Harris administration, 614 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, TheBobSeska. That's my handle there. Twitter, BobSeska underscore go. That's my handle there. Spoutable, BobSeska. No other words in that. Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninja.
3: It is Spicy
1: Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. See, what I'm doing is I'm doing the Goth Ninja's roll call here. Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex sometimes. Hey. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Okay, Goth Ninjas, here we are in another uh, Thursday show. Where does the time go? Um, Speaking of time, Jody, you're off tonight to the big 90th birthday bash for your mom.
4: Yeah, it's being taped tonight.
1: And for uh, those of you who don't know, Jody's mom is Carol Burnett. <laughs> what? Yeah, did you know that? It's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, what's happening? There's going to be a-, a gigantic videotaped event that will be presented at a later time?
4: Yes. Um, basically, they're shooting. It's for NBC, not CBS, which is weird. Um yeah. And... Uh, I'm not sure what... The, I did have to help get them some footage. Yeah. Um, and some other things that I had given to my mom previously that one of her computers blew up, so she didn't have it anymore. Um, so I did get them some... And it was very funny. There was one bit that she needed, this thing of duets. And Brian called me, her husband, because he's one of the producers, and he said, hey, can you get the duets thing? And I said, sure, I'll see if I can find it. And I literally had it you know, on a drive immediately. And I sent it <laughs> to them like 10 minutes later. And mom goes... What took you so long? <laughs> um, uh, because I'm rel- as unorganized as my office looks, I'm relatively organized. Um, but yeah, so there we're taping from five to seven this evening. Yeah. Um, and my concern because it, my mother's going to be ninety in April, and that's when the show's going to air, is on her birthday, April twenty sixth. Gotcha. Um, and so my concern going into this was COVID protocols because, as All we right. know, at least at least four people at the Golden Globes got COVID.
1: Shocking that that would happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
4: I mean, it's lucky it was only four that we, I, probably it was maybe 20, but that's a big room and there's hundreds of people. And I've been in that room. It's a huge crowd of people. So the fact that it, huge. it, yeah. it really is, is huge. I mean, even if 20 people got it, that's, that's a small percentage of the people that were there. Yeah. But according to SAG-AFTRA rules now for award shows, um, <laughs> they don't care about testing the audience day of. And I'm like, that's the (sighs) dumbest thing in the world. And they have this, this COVID protocol companies took over for the production to Mm -hmm. make sure everybody that's working the show, they're testing today right now. Mark my words. Um, and if any of them show up positive, they're not working today. Um, and, (laughs) and all this stage crew, any of the catering crew, all of them, they're going to all be masked up and tested today, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for it, but I, I complained, actually, to, to my mom's husband. I said, why are we not testing day It's ridiculous. We did test. We mm-hmm. had to test Tuesday when, or Wednesday. Um, and our results had to be submitted to the uh, COVID protocol people by 5 p.m. yesterday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, we got tested on Tuesday, so.
1: But don't you know, Jody? everyone's going to arrive at the event tonight and go, Geez, I wanted to infect the 90-year-old woman with COVID. Now you're not letting me. God damn well, and it. And that's
4: the thing. It's like it, they, they do have a plan B for people whose tests were either inconclusive on Tuesday or Wednesday or yeah. just somehow didn't. Because I took mine four times to submit before they finally went, oh, no, 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 it's submitted. Mm-hmm. Um, it kept ending up in my spam. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> um and, um <laughs> So finally, I mean, even my mom's assistant, she goes, yeah, I had the same problem. So she goes, nope, we got it. You're fine. Everything's good. But had that not happened for me, um, they're doing – there's a company called Lucera, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. And they do an at-home PCR test, which I love because it's a PCR test. So it's super, super sensitive. And those are the only at-home tests they're allowing people to submit. So they're going to have those there tonight for people who – wanna be there or are supposed to be there and somehow their testing didn't go through. So and there and Angie even said she says, look, if you need to be tested tonight, you're gonna have to wait 30 minutes before walking into the venue. Now there's a red carpet thing between like 330 and 430 or something. And so I'm like, why don't we just all get tested together?
1: Yeah, great idea. Then everyone could compare tests on the red carpet. Well, like I know
4: you can go, hi, and York, what are you? What test are you wearing? I'm wearing Lucera, thank you. I'm wearing I bivalent. Mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm wearing bival- bivalent five. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just I mean I know it takes time and people don't like to do it and it's you know la la la. But it's like hey, this is for the safety of not only my mother, thank you very much. Yeah.
1: But everybody in the room. Exactly right. Yes, but we're in the don't look up phase of COVID. (laughs) No one cares anymore. It's It's just, just,
4: I know actors do because seriously they do. It stops production.
1: Yeah, as it should. As
4: it should. I mean, when my mom was doing the thing for Apple TV that I think is going to start airing, streaming in the spring. Anyway. Oh, is this the Kristen Wiig show? Yes. Okay, Uh, She will be there this evening as well. Awesome. Um, They tested everybody that worked, and it was a huge crew, huge set, huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just huge. And um, but they tested everybody three times a week, so actors are used to having swabs in their noses. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: Um, Every so most of these people are working, thank God. So, (laughs) like, you know, Katy Perry apparently is supposed to be there, so I assume she's getting tested because of American Idol. She's getting tested at least twice a week. You (laughs) know, so I'm not concerned about her. I'm not concerned about working actors. Um, but it's like seriously, my test on Tuesday means nothing today.
1: Well, here's what should happen on that Kristen Wiig show: your mom should push for casting Woody Harrelson, and then like test him like every five minutes just to fuck with him. <laughs> just like,
3: <laughs> okay, so I completely
1: don't let him missed. leave his
4: trailer. Don't let him leave his trailer.
3: <laughs> I missed all of this. What happened with Woody Harrelson?
1: Okay, on Saturday Night Live, he was in the middle of his monologue and he talked about how he was reading a script. You know what? I've got the actual clip. Here's, the, here's a clip of Woody Harrelson talking. To, this is the SNL monologue from the other night.
3: Hey, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together... And buy up all the media and all the politicians. All of them. Force
1: all, all of the media and all of the politicians.
3: Wait, every single yeah. one. Yes. Oh, God. I'm already a little <laughs> sickened by where I think this is going. <laughs> all
1: right. Here we go. All the people in the world stay locked in their homes. All
3: the people. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs.
1: That That's exactly right. So as you all remember, when there were lockdowns, we couldn't come out of our houses unless we got the vaccine, right? We had to be vaccinated in order to leave our house. No, no. The time—that's the the timeline. He's screwing the timeline all up. Duh. I mean, I feel like I'm. Well, whoever wrote the monologue screwed it all
4: up. That's yeah. Who to blame? <laughs> Somebody well, wrote this. Yes, it's a monologue. It's Trust part me, of the, he's reading.
1: He's at home base in uh, Studio 8H, and he's yeah. talking he's about this his monologue. kooky he conspiracy it, there. Though. All right, there's eight more seconds of this gibberish.
3: And keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea?
1: Yeah, who's going to believe that, Woody. Because it's not true? So sad, because I love Woody Harrelson as an actor.
3: I did you? He was like the best thing
1: of that Solo movie, that Star Wars movie, the prequel oh, about Han that. Solo. Yeah, <laughs> He <laughs> so was good he in did. the Planet
4: of the Apes movies. He was great did in Cheers, that one, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, Woody I mean, Harrelson's a
1: great actor. He's just fucked in the head a little bit, I would say. Uh, or a lot. Too much pot. <laughs> Smoked way too much weed. Oh, I don't know. I think he was paranoid to start with. I think-
4: That's, that's, maybe, that's it. It's just speedy weed. Yeah.
1: weed <laughs> just made it worse. That's all. <laughs> (laughs) Um, But he's always, I think, identified as an anarchist, which is completely a non-serious position to take. This is like, well, when you have nothing to say. (laughs) Yeah. So he obviously read like Ayn Rand when he was, as you said, David, 14 and right. just hasn't left that
3: ideology. I guess most of our listeners are probably too young for the Young Ones, but I just remember Rick. Remember, you guys ever watched the Young Ones, the British serial? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that, thing. Yeah. And Rick was like the posh kid who was trying to be an anarchist. He's like, last night we were all watching Kelly, and it was a program we really liked. And I got up and I just turned it off. And everything, I was like, that's anarchy, you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> then,
1: right. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but yeah, so that's the Woody Harrelson thing. That's the insanity that we're living with right now.
3: And just as a matter of- I couldn't of, figure out yeah. like, why everyone is- All these assholes are creaming themselves over the lab leak theory.
4: I know, it's so dumb. Who oh yeah, because it's not
3: really a But then a I figured thing. out because they think it's a bioweapon if it escaped from a lab. I'm like, no,
1: no. guys. No, no. no. If, if the Department of Energy, the FBI, both insist. And those are the only two agencies that are saying lab leak- by the way, and, and if it is a lab leak, who cares?
4: And they have low confidence in that yeah, yeah, theory but I, on top of it all. And who fucking cares? Trust me, China did not release it on their own people. It's well, Donald but I Trump. I realize
3: like, this is their, their like, beginning of their game of saying it was an engineered bioweapon is the thing. Like, the lab leak, the whole fact that it was in a lab, they're like, well, it must have been engineered to be more infectious. And I'm just like, yeah. guys, it's not engineered by Fauci is
1: what they're getting at because we're watching all these hearings taking place in the House of Representatives right now with the screaming rodeo clown caucus and it's only a matter of time before they drag Fauci in there and wait till you see that you want to talk about a shit show you want to talk about a public execution of a man's reputation wait oh, till Fauci think he'll is in go there
3: down easy. I yeah. mean, he pretty much all with like, with all due respect, Senator Paul, go yeah. fuck yourself. You know? Like- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. What they really want to do is make sure we're not holding Donald Trump accountable for completely fumbling the most serious crisis any president has faced since... God, since World War II, maybe 9-11, World War II, things like that, completely fumbled it, waited two months before he took action, ah. knowing full well, documented by Bob Woodward, that this was going to be a serious health threat. This was going to be a serious pandemic, and we had no immediate solution for it, and Donald Trump didn't do a goddamn thing. And then when he finally did, it lasted like five minutes... And then suddenly he's like, okay, everyone, just leave your houses, do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. I want to win re-election. And the great irony of that and the thing that I can't get beyond with this gamble that Donald Trump took with millions of American lives, it was all about winning re-election. And guess what? He didn't even win. He took that gigantic risk and ended up losing anyway. That's the shame of it.
4: Had he done what he should have done, which was let the CDC and, you know, those that know what they're doing do their jobs properly, Mm -hmm. let the post office send five masks out to every family, which was planned and then scrapped. Yeah. He thought the economy was, no, 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 dude, had you done the right thing and we locked down for real for, say, three months, hardcore, got all the testing in that we needed to get done, did what South Korea did, did what New Zealand did, did what other countries did very effectively. Yeah. The economy would have been opened back up by the s- summer of that year. Oh, yeah. We would have still been masking and listening. He could have sold MAGA masks for fuck's sake. What a dumb person he is. S- a, that was a moneymaker.
1: And this is at the center of my emerging disappointment with my fellow human beings is off the chart right now. Because I just I can't fathom the fact that we just said- Ah, uh, you know what? This deadly pandemic, ah, who cares? Uh, you know I don't what? believe in it
3: because it doesn't <laughs> align with my politics. No, I, guys, I mean, yeah. I'm the epidemiology nerd here. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, that's what I wrote, about I've written so many articles over the years about pandemics and like the next to last paragraph is always, We're overdue for a pandemic. And I've known it was coming since I was 10 years old. I read The Stand by Stephen King. Like, I've been seeing, I mean, I was like, you, I mean, and like, I just can't believe how badly we fucked it up.
1: Oh, seriously. Yeah, it's one of the most colossal F-ups that I've ever seen, at least in terms of the American people fumbling, fumbling, fumbling. And it was all due to narcissism and selfishness and entitlement and lead to a death toll that we haven't seen in Greater God, than any war in a hundred years. Yeah. It's staggering the selfishness that we have seen on display. And I'm not just talking about the MAGA people either. You know, I think this is a shameful chapter in American history that happened right on the heels of another shameful chapter, which is the entire world. Yeah. Which tr- world history,
3: world and history. And it history. Yeah, that's with true. the Black Swan event yeah. of a Trump presidency. Yeah. 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 Like, the fact that they came one right on the heels of the other is part of what made it so awful.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the FBI is packed with Trump loyalists, and there's this new Washington Post story that's kind of uh, the thing that everyone's talking about right now. And it goes like this. Starting in May, FBI agents in the Washington field office had sought to slow the probe into Donald Trump And the classified documents, urging caution given its extraordinary sensitivity, the people said. Some of those field agents wanted to shutter the criminal investigation altogether in early June after Trump's legal team asserted a diligent search had been conducted and all classified records had been turned over, according to some people with knowledge of the discussions. So, this is the story that there were FBI agents resisting a probe into Donald Trump. Now, there are so many dimensions to this. I think one of the main ones is. Once again, emphasizing our 2 tier justice system in this country, that if you're popular enough, if you're famous enough, if you have an, a large enough following, even the Federal Bureau of Investigations will go... Yeah, I don't know if we should look at this guy. I don't know if we should probe because we don't want negative PR coming out of this, like what happened with Hillary and so on. So, you know what? We should just back away from the Trump thing. Let him do his Trump nonsense and have the document. That's the mindset, but I can only go to something that I've been talking about for a few years now, which is how Donald Trump started a gigantic purge of the federal bureaucracy to replace disloyalists with red hats. And I can only imagine that part of the resistance here inside the FBI was due to that, was due to the fact that Donald Trump got rid of people who didn't like him, got rid of agents who didn't like him, and then uh, installed people who actually supported him. And that's where you get the Well, I mean, and the
3: FBI is not a fucking, you know, uh, Circle of Chanting Hippies. It is (laughs) the most right wing of the federal organizations. And it's like if you've ever smoked marijuana in your life, you cannot work for the FBI. So it's like full of Mormons. Yep, yep. And it's like – I just – it's, I mean – and this was what was so ironic about like when the – you know, the, the guerrilla caucus was going, like, you know, ooh, 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 FBI, fuck them. And, like, people are shooting up FBI offices. I'm like, guys, these are your people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your tribe. These are mm-hmm. the – yeah. Uh, so – Entrapping, super conservative. Like, there weren't terrorists here, but we decided to take a couple of gullible ones and convince them they needed to buy some weapons from another FBI agent. And it just –
1: Yep. Well, here's the story from Axios dated February 23, 2020. The headline says exclusive Trump's deep state hit list. I distinctly remember talking about this story. I do, too. Maybe on this show, maybe on the Thursday show. The Trump White House and its allies over the past 18 months, so throughout 2019 into 2020, assembled a detailed list of disloyal government officials to oust and trusted pro-Trump people to replace them, according to more than a dozen sources familiar with the effort who spoke to Axios. This is Jonathan Swan, by the way. Jonathan Swan is not the most raging anti-Trump partisan in the world. Just throwing that out there. Driving the news, by the time President Trump instructed his 29-year-old former body man and new head of presidential personnel to rid his government of anti-Trump officials, he'd gather reams of material to support his suspicions. While Trump's distrust has only intensified since his impeachment and acquittal, he has long been on the hunt for bad people, quote-unquote, inside the White House and the U.S. government and fresh pro-Trump options. Outside advisors have been happy to oblige. So Swan says here, I have been briefed on or reviewed memos and lists the president received since 2018, suggesting whom he should hire and fire. Most of these details have never been published. A well-connected network of conservative activists with close ties to Trump and top administration officials is quietly helping develop these never-Trump slash pro-Trump lists and some sent memos to Trump to shape his views per sources with direct knowledge. Members of this network, get this list. Members of this network include Jenny Thomas, wife of Clarence Thomas, of course, and Republican Senate staffer Barbara Ledeen. Since Trump's Senate acquittal, aides say the president has crossed a psychological line regarding what he calls the deep state. He feels his government, from the Justice Department to the State Department to defense to homeland security, is filled with quote-unquote snakes. He wants them fired and replaced ASAP. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Holy shit. This should have been a super colossal story. I mean, not only is it Axios, not only is it Jonathan Swan, but the revelations in this are unprecedented, at least since Nixon. I mean, this is the sort of yeah, I remember that the Nixon huge deal
3: they made about Nixon's enemies list. Yeah. And this goes beyond that. This is like a Nixon's enemies list meets a twelve-year-old girl slam book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it just
1: uh. The fact that the FBI is suddenly resistant to investigate. A known lawbreaker? I mean, very clearly, at the very least, Donald Trump was violating the Presidential Records Act. On top of all of the other U.S. code violations that have emerged since then, the FBI is like, no, you know what? It's all about public perception. To me, that's the cover story. The real story is we're loyal to the MAGA movement We hate the woke mob and woke culture and the progressive agenda is the most dangerous thing facing our country, says former Attorney General Bill Barr. And so that's the driving force. And and I can only see, I mean, obviously, I'm hypothesizing here, but there's got to be a connection between what Donald Trump did for four years inside the federal bureaucracy And what we're seeing now with this Washington Post reporting, fighting with prosecutors, no less, over whether or not to pursue Donald Trump in this. And it it also lends a new dimension to, well, what's been taking so long? Because what's obvious to legal experts and all the normals, it's like, well, obvious here, why hasn't he been frog marched out of Mar-a-Lago yet? (sighs) And you want to know why? There's obvious bureaucratic resistance because he has somehow managed to worm his way into the bureaucracy it's it's a maddening course of events here that is going to take years to unwind yeah. and how do you even do that what do you do make another list here are all the trump loyalists let's go after them now yeah so anyway i'm i'm starting to sound a little bit like woody harrelson yeah i was reading this script <laughs> 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 and it was the craziest script i ever saw and it was all about Trump replacing FBI agents with loyalists. Oh, shit. Well, what can you say? Okay. So, dum dumb strength on display in the House of Representatives right now happening oh, yeah. in these hearings. Marjorie Taylor Greene doing one of the things that I've been following for quite a while, which is this whole nonsense about, hey- Look how much fentanyl and meth and cocaine was seized at the border. Why is Joe Biden's border policy failing? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it.
3: Yeah, give us the audio. You're teasing it too much. I just need to hear it because yeah. we've been waiting for it for so long for someone <laughs> to say, that's good. Do you understand? Seizing fentanyl at the border means it's not on the street in San Antonio. Yeah. Like, well, exactly. here's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and her dum dumb strength.
5: I want you to know that in 2020, there were 4.8 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized by CBP. But in 2021, fiscal year 2021, it increased to 11.2 thousand pounds of fentanyl.
1: Okay, let's stop right there and give uh, Joe Biden's CBP a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Yes,
3: you've you've caught more fentanyl than you did before. Stop way
1: more fentanyl than Donald Trump, who is so good at the border, no one's better at the border than Trump. Not even the late, great Jesus Christ or the late, great George Washington. Nobody else better than Trump at the border. Not according to Marjorie Taylor Greene, Trump.
5: Was seized by the CBP. That is a direct (laughs) result of Biden administration failure policies.
1: I don't (laughs) understand. It's so screwy. I mean, if you're a Red Hat, if you're a Marjorie Taylor Greene supporter, Trump supporter, and you're hearing that on some level, are you not going, you know, one of these things is not like the other. You know, the old Sesame Street. No. No. It no, there is no critical
3: thinking here. <laughs> 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 yes.
1: Natural born killers.
3: There's no critical thinking here. Yeah. <laughs> another, no, like, what,
1: another Woody Harrelson reference? It's Woody Harrelson Day on yeah. the show, I think. Yeah, it is. Let's continue yeah. with this stupidity.
5: Now, here we are in, to date, now? to date, fiscal, fiscal year 20. 20- fistical. Fistical. year. Yes.
4: That's my favorite part. Gosh,
5: that is done. the
1: worst Pornhub category. The fistical Fisticle? category. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. Wow. I've I checked it out. <laughs> it's really gross. Stay away from the fiscal category. It's yes. not fun. Not a turn on at all.
5: To date, to date, fiscal, fiscal year 2023, <laughs> they have already seized, ris, or, or seized 12.5 thousand pounds of fentanyl. See,
1: she's even confused yeah. by her dumb dumb strength. She's like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. Fisticles and seizures and failures, this doesn't make any sense at all. I think I'm a stupid idiot.
5: The Biden administration is failing this country by not protecting our border and securing our border and stopping Chinese fentanyl from being brought into our country illegally by the cartels and people are dying every single day because of it.
1: Oh my, god. Oh my <laughs> god. It's she just said he they're not stopping it but it's stopping and the, the I,
3: numbers are increasing. Well, did the official <sighs> respond?
1: Yeah, someone responded by saying this.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes, this is the only response. I am against the Brady Bill because President Biden could use it to impose martial law. Jesus. I want you to know. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, and she said something about how this, I think this couple was killed in a fentanyl overdose. But then fact checkers were quick to point out that happened in July of 2020 under Donald Trump. So congratulations. Um, yeah, I okay, know. I on it's some- funny.
3: Martial law is cracking me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Martial, Martial, Martial.
1: Oh, right, right. I'm good. Well, <laughs> I get on some level they're trying to say, well, if they caught this much, how much more did they not catch? But, but they're not, not saying evidence. that. Yeah, it's not no. evidence at all. It's not even, they don't have any hard numbers about how much is getting through. So they just say what's been caught, what's been stopped, what's been interdicted, if that's even a and word. if
3: those get higher, yeah. the Biden administration looks better.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. But that CBP, they're letting all this fentanyl come in, and at the same time, setting records for fentanyl seizures why is Joe, wait a second, I'm confusing myself. And then steam starts shooting out of her ears like Uncle Fester. <laughs> At some point in this tape, you can actually hear the gears starting to run. The, the napping donkey in her head gets up and just wanders into the ocean, never to be heard from again. Okay. So, by the way, Newsweek presented a fact check on the status of Marjorie Taylor Greene's feet, apparently.
4: I th- Love that they did that.
1: What?
3: I yeah.
4: love they did that. Well, I just love that it was a news story.
1: <laughs> well, it is Newsweek. Newsweek isn't what it used to be. That's but for still, sure. But still, I mean... yeah, yeah. They confirmed that Marjorie Taylor Greene has all of her toes.
4: I don't know. I I would like Travis said this morning. I want to see uh, with today's date newspaper next to her feet. So that I know that that is actually the thing. Uh
3: uh-uh. uh. Look at her. her. face is pony-like enough. I don't want to look at those nasty hooves any more than I have to. You can verify that one. Okay. I'm gonna keep my lunch where it is. So you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> remain a
1: a Marjorie Taylor Green toe truther. <laughs> like, yes, we're being lied to by the mainstream media about the existence of Marjorie Taylor Green's toes. I demand an investigation into the full accounting <laughs> of this Newsweek fact check, because I believe that she only has three toes on each foot. And that's, I'm sticking with and that those position. Those are webbed
3: like a seagull.
1: And it's yeah. the deep state that makes you want to think <laughs> that she's got all of her toes. Yep. Oh, God. What has this country... Shut down the internet. Have I mentioned that already? Yeah, we should. By the way, we're going to talk about social media on the shadow docket. Uh, There's some interesting news from Elon Musk that I want to discuss, as well as interesting news about TikTok. Yes, crazy (laughs) that that would happen. Okay, uh, if you're only listening to the free portion of this podcast, wherever you happen to get the podcast on all the various podcast players, you're only hearing the first hour of the show first hour or so, we've been going longer lately. There's an additional 20 minutes of show, as if going on for an hour and 15 minutes wasn't long enough. We've got an extra 20 minutes of show that happen after the end credits at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show. And it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast, patreon.com slash Show. It's a completely unfiltered commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows five dollars per month plus you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast so don't miss out BobSeskaShow.com. show.com bookmark it send it to all your friends and we thank you in advance
0: carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car
2: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day
2: long. House lights dim,
4: there's
5: a
2: drink in your hand. What is the promise of this night that brought you here with your friends? Stage lights burn, guitar in my hand. Tell me, what is the promise of this night that brought us here with this band? And what is that promise that brought all of us to this stage? All roads lead to this back room bar, and all roads will carry us away.
3: Oh. Yeah, I love nice. this. Isn't this that great? The rush there was amazing. Was yeah. Guitar? All go. Or steel? Yeah.
1: Brand new music from Robinson and Rowe. That's the name of this project. This song is called Into the Night. It is the lead track off of their forthcoming album of the same name. Out of, uh, I believe, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. The album drops, uh, let's see here, May 26th. So, we're way ahead of the ball game here on this album by Robinson and Rowe. That's Rowe spelled R O H E. Links in the description, of course, at bobsesca.com. Just find this episode dated 3223. Click on that link, scroll on down, and you'll find the links for all of our independent recording artists on this episode and beyond. Okay, also had a mind blowing conversation yesterday with the great King Cyborg on the show. Mm. Brand new recording artist on the show and just such a compelling story of what I refer to as uh, strength and perseverance, where she started out, she was born and raised in Angola on uh, Luanda Island, where there was intense political persecution of anyone who was gay. And so because of this, bullying persecution personal attacks one of her family members tried to poison her poison her and and her partner Oh, that's
3: awful
1: yeah and so that was the kind of climate that they were existing in and through a bunch of different twists and turns she ended up she and her partner ended up emigrating to the united states where they got set up with asylum in uh san francisco and uh, that's where she started uh, recording music as King Cyborg. And oh my God, I'm, I'm spoiling so much of the conversation. Uh, it's as timely as today's headlines. I mean, imagine going from a place like Angola, where you're politically persecuted, to the United States just as the MAGA movement's getting started. So you're you're a, a black woman, lesbian immigrant, at a right, time right. when <clears throat> MAGA arises as an anti-immigrant, anti-black, anti-woman, anti-gay political movement. So you go from one extreme into the American version of the same extreme. And yet she has thrived and persevered. She's now married to her partner. She was the subject of a documentary called Unsettled. The website address is unsettled.film if you wanna check that out too. So, yeah, King Cyborg, legendary. Remember that name. I was saying that on Instagram yesterday. Remember the name King Cyborg. All one word, by the way. Okay, there you go. Where were we uh, in the show here? Okay, yes. Uh-huh. Talk about more dum dumb strength on display in the, uh, this time in the Senate. John Kennedy and Ted Cruz <sighs> and Josh Hawley were bringing the... Uh, Feeling the, themselves, <laughs> the the Bob Rumson energy in the uh, Senate attacking uh, Merrick Garland, just the most lame, generic outrage. Like we all know, Ted Cruz is super performancy. Like if you were to offer a course on how to be a generic politician, you'd start to incorporate phrases like "fat cats in Washington," things like that, and that's mm-hmm. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is the most generic politician. To ever become a politician, I mean all the generic po- D.C. politician things, and yet he's still like, "Oh, these D.C. insiders, oh my God, <laughs> career politicians, you know, we can't elect those people." But yeah, there's Ted Cruz doing all the stereotypical things. So anyway— uh,
3: Well, part of his rap is, I mean, his deal, and nobody—even even D.C. people hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. He's so loathsome. and So when he's actually talking about, like, D.C. fat cats and career politicians, he means all the people in this building who don't like me.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, here is the exchange. I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to torture you with the audio of listening to John Kennedy's— Thank you shit-kicking, phony accent. Senator John Kennedy went to Oxford. (laughs) I mean, he has a degree from fucking Oxford, and yet he gets uh, in front of a microphone in the United States Senate or on uh, Fox News or something like that, and suddenly he's like, I don't know nothing about nothing.
3: I'm just a simple country cracker descended from my father and his first cousin, who was also his uh, sister-in-law. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so they're talking about um,
1: this allegation that Merrick Garland wanted to have parents arrested or investigated and arrested yeah. uh, if they ever questioned school officials at a school board meeting. Which is, of course, a gigantic lie. But here's what John Kennedy said. Didn't you understand the chilling effect it would have to parents when you issued your directive, when you directed your criminal divisions and your counterterrorism divisions, to investigate parents who are angry at school boards and administrators during COVID-19? And that's the question. And then Merrick Garland responds, Quite to the contrary, the memorandum that you're talking about says at the very beginning of the memorandum that vigorous public debate is protected by the First Amendment. And the kind of concerns that you're talking about are, as expressed by parents are, of course, completely protected. And here's the memo itself. Here's how the memo starts. Quote, in recent months, there have been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. While spirited debate about policy matters is protected under our Constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. So, flawless victory for Garland. Fatality. Absolutely. So that's it. Merrick Garland, Department of Justice. I wonder what they
3: think is going to happen when they go running into these clotheslines like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Well, in this case, you know, like like Merrick Garland is going to be, well, yes, actually, it is our desire to persecute conservative parents. Yeah, right. You're right, sir. You're right.
4: You're right. We hate all the parents and we want all the conservative ones to never vote like Marjorie (laughs) Taylor Greene doesn't want Democrats to vote in Georgia. So we'll just go with what you're
1: doing. Yeah. Merrick Garland should have been way more sarcastic. (laughs) About it. I it was completely played along. And it was like, Oh yeah, by the way, read the goddamn memo. Oh, you don't have a copy? I got a copy right here. Here's what it says. We were going yeah. after threats of violence. There's a big difference between a disgruntled parent going to a school board meeting and saying, Hey, you know what? I don't want my kid to wear a mask versus violently threatening members yeah. of the school board, members of the administration, other teachers, and so
3: on. Uh, Vast difference. You just need to be like, Try, stop trying to make this happen, Gretchen. Yeah. It's stop not trying happen.
4: to make fetch happen.
3: <laughs>
1: well, this is another example of how Republican fiction smacks up against factual reality. It makes the Matt slap sound when it smacks.
3: Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. By the way, CP- I saw a link out there somewhere that Milo had also accused Matt of inappropriate touching, but it was just like there and gone. It was in some article. Fuck.
1: So CPAC is happening right now with Matt slap uh i saw video
3: decline this year
1: yes mike pence isn't going i know that at least i don't know why maybe he's concerned he can't he's not allowed to be in the same room alone with matt schlapp because mother (laughs) mother won't let him
3: yeah mrs pence says that's off limits
1: yeah exactly right you're not allowed to go have your penis pummeled by matt schlapp
3: mike Okay, mommy. DeSantis also didn't go to CPAC. I mean, I, th- I think there's been like a, a like a defection of A-listers from away from that.
1: Well, at some point it loses its heft because it seems like every other day there's another another CPAC. Like they're yeah. really overdoing it on the CPAC front. Like it seems like every time I turn around. It used to
3: be like this one in February was the only one. Yeah, it was an annual thing. They,
1: and it, and it's I They're think like, it's,
3: well let's do a destination one in Turkey yeah you
1: know like. <laughs> let's do it quarterly ah no wait there's money to be had here let's do it monthly how about daily we'll just turn <laughs> it into a podcast but have a giant stage and merch and all that shit this is an entertainment industry is what it is it's the red hat entertainment complex and CPAC is right in the middle with Matt slap there. So uh, the Republican war, meantime, against trans people continues on. Buzz and I were talking about this on Tuesday uh, regarding Michael Knowles and a law in Kansas that establishes the definition of a woman. They're back to this now. They're attacking the pronouns. The people who don't Mm. know the difference between your, your, or their, their, and their are really bent out of shape about pronouns. So this uh, Washington,
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I just hadn't actually thought about the, you know, the anarchic state of the average right wingers' homonyms, but they are totally freaked about people's pronouns. That's right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so a bunch of different pieces of legislation moving through state legislatures uh, regarding uh, bans on various trans rights. Republican state senator Jack Johnson. Isn't that the name of Ron Burgundy's bicep? <laughs> Is it Jack I Johnson? What was that
3: singer? I've been waiting and waiting for you. Isn't that like Jack Johnson? <laughs> I don't know. You maybe. know what I'm talking about, right? Vaguely. Where'd uh, I mean, all the good people go? That guy.
1: And, and no, by the way, I'm not going to play the Johnson Outboard Motors song for- Oh,
3: come on.
1: Asshole. Do oh. you really? Should I really play it? Uh, because it's he doesn't- It's yeah, yeah, you should. Jack Johnson doesn't deserve to have the same music as Kimberly Johnson and all of the good Johnsons. Where, oh where's mind. the? Where's this goddamn song? Uh Okay You've got your sunrise You caught a prize This is for Jack Johnson <laughs> Your mate and your Johnson Party
2: nights Summer whites You, your friends And your Johnson It was requested Mr. Tales Water trails You, your kids And your Johnson <laughs> Saturday <laughs> nights Distant lights You, your girl And your Johnson
1: All right now, sir
2: You and your Johnson A way of life For over 50 years
1: Okay, there you go. Satisfied? Are we all
3: satisfied now?
4: I am, because you, your girl, and your Johnson is kind of my favorite thing ever.
1: I
3: I think Summer White's is my favorite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Republican State Senator Jack Johnson. Stood on the Tennessee Senate floor last month to open the discussion on a bill he is co-sponsoring. The measure would limit gender-affirming care, such as puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgeries for minors. This is all because—God damn it! God damn it! With, With Matt Walsh. This is Matt Walsh. This is the Daily Wire that's uh, yeah. prompting all of this, that's triggering all this legislation. It was like with James O'Keefe and Acorn, James O'Keefe and Planned Parenthood. It doesn't yep. take long. I wrote this in the yep. banter this week. doesn't take long to jump from one of these Daily Wire podcasters into actual legislation. There's an entire process where what Michael Knoll says and Ben Shapiro says, Matt Walsh especially in this case says, immediately transforming into actual legislation that is rolling back rights for all kinds of people and then validating, validating attacks on those people. Because if you've got political leadership saying that these are second class citizens who don't have the rights to do what they want to do, then it's very easy for assholes and bullies to go, yeah, these people have no rights. So boom, 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 boom.
3: Yep.
1: And suddenly they're <laughs> bullied to These people to are a
3: threat. This yeah. is the thing, is by like dehumanize them dehumanizing them and making them into some like alien other who's gonna <laughs> do some unspecified harm. Yeah. To you, which is what I can't like. What is it that you guys are so scared a trans person's gonna do to you? I they know. They don't carry around like gender changing magic wands in their bag. Like, it's not they're gonna come up to you and like whack you with a wand and suddenly you have a gender repeal party yeah. and you announce to everyone that you're the opposite. It's like they don't. I mean, <clears throat> what is this outsized power of the, the trans lobby? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just
1: well, it's they want to, and protect- it leads
3: to real harm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It absolutely does, especially with trans children. And that's, I think, their loophole. That's the opening that they're exploiting right now to pass these laws. Because they think, because of Matt Walsh's disinformation, they believe that, you know, like young children are having mastectomies, like, like eight-year-old no. girls long before they've even developed are somehow having mastectomies and having uh, top surgery, bottom surgeries. This is not happening. This is not happening at all. The gender-affirming care for minors goes to maybe, on very few occasions, 16-, 17-year-olds, but with the caveat that they've got to have their parents' permission, and they have to be analyzed for gender dysphoria. And once psychologists have determined gender dysphoria exists then they're allowed to proceed. It's not <laughs> then like they're
3: 18, so <laughs>
1: well, but still, the, but that's why yeah. it so seldom happens to anyone who's younger than 18, if at what? all. There are rigorous standards for Absolutely.
4: that. Absolutely. And and by the way, the younger that you can get the hormones that you need, the better because yeah. my my grandniece um, she finally got her testicles removed. Mhm. Um right. and she's almost 30. Yeah. And so f- she's been taking hormones since she was about 24, 25. Um, but I mean, had she started taking hormones when she was in her t- early, mid teens, it wouldn't be so traumatic for her now. Yeah. Because that's a big thing. She just got an organ removed, she got two organs removed from her body. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, it is. And so this is the sort of thing that happens in cult- consultation with doctors Absolutely. and and family members etc and the republicans want to stick themselves between people and their families people and their doctors this is sort of, kind of This is the kind of thing that they were screaming about with death panels and all that shit during the Affordable no Care Act. No one is
3: inviting any trans people to these discussions, which is what makes me of the course. craziest. Yeah. It's like, or, or doctors. It's like we hear from, like, you know, Focus on the Family and like pastors mm-hmm. and, like, various right-wing shitheads that don't have anything better to do and people who have too much money like J.K. Rowling. There were
1: hearings, uh, God, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, where a trans woman showed up to testify. And one of the Republicans on the panel was like, do you still have your penis? Really? And she was like, what? What what are you you asking me on the record here? Yeah, do you? Great fucking answer. I mean, what is it?
3: It's none of your business, what's going on in my pants, any more than what's going on in your pants or the lack thereof is any of my business. So, like, fuck the, you know. Oh, and people are trying to
4: cancel Hershey right now because they're, you know the whole she and Hershey is now being promoted and they have a trans woman in one of their commercials. So there's a, there's this whole thing this morning, boycott Hershey. Why? It's because they're being inclusive.
3: Exactly.
1: Well, because you know, the pronouns are different and Oh, oh God, really?
3: God, you know, I wish the trans activist had been like, yes, I do. It's in a jar on my desk. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's it. I, that, I think that's the theme of today's show. Sarcasm, always the best answer in, a, uh-huh. in an inquest like this, right? So, meantime. How did that uh, person
3: yeah. respond? I hope they said it's none of your business. Oh well, yeah, she, she was just confounded by the question.
1: And there was audible moans and groans from the audience or the people who were there in attendance because of the question itself, not because of her, like, confounded response. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was just, it was like, I I can't believe you're asking me this on the public record as to whether I have a peanut. What is wrong with you? So, meantime, Jack Johnson also backed... Another bill, HB 1215, this is again in the Tennessee Senate, that would effectively cut off access to gender affirming care for low income people, including adults. Ugh. The measure prohibits Tennessee's Medicaid program from working with health insurance companies that cover gender affirming care. Meantime, in Oklahoma, House Republicans also approved a bill Tuesday. Let me it just
3: quickly, like, I mean, because it's not. Yeah. Trans people are significantly, statistically more likely to be poverty-stricken. Oh, yeah. Or homeless. Or bullied you know? to death or committing suicide, this, like, yeah. Putting yeah. this, like, fucking, like, economic hurdle on there. Well, if you're too poor, you can't get care. It's just, oh, that fucking prick. I yeah. hope he fucking, like, gets drug-resistant gonorrhea and his shit rots off. Well, what they you don't know, understand
1: like, either, and this is the brutal punishment in all of this when it comes to gender-affirming care. When you start down the road of altering your hormones, and then suddenly Republicans stick up his ass, Jack Johnson comes along and says, no, you can't have those meds anymore. You know the fucking murderous process you have to go through to wind down from being on those medications? You know the fucking side effects from that shit, from acne to irascibility to, oh my God, the, the ramifications of messing with your hormones in reverse in this case, and they're being forced By the government, it's all about what the Republican governor of your state or the Republican legislature of your state has to say about who you're allowed to be. You know, because they're small government conservatives, don't you know? Yeah, I said that to Michael Knowles, the uh, Daily Wire podcaster on Twitter the other day. Which, by the way, (laughs) you know, most liberals in my feed were like, "Who is this guy? I don't even care." but this guy is one of the people who's bringing about these pieces of legislation. And I said to him, yeah, good small government conservative you turned out to be, and he was like, I'm never, I, I, I don't identify as a small government conservative. <groans> <relatable> Once again- Say whatever you need to say to wiggle out of the situation. That is the hallmark of the internet troll. I never said I was a small government conservative. That's like the central thing in conservatism, small, limited. Oh, God. Okay. so in Oklahoma, small government House Republicans also approved a bill Tuesday that would prohibit any facility that receives public funds from offering gender affirming care for minors or adults, as well as blocking insurance coverage for it. Another bill would make it a felony for a physician to provide transition-related hormone treatments or surgeries to anyone under the age of 26, does this say? What? 26.
4: Oh, so 18-year-olds can go and fucking die for somebody, but yeah, if you're under 26, don't you dare even think about changing your gender? What the fuck?
1: In Kansas and Mississippi, legislators wanted to ban gender-affirming care for people up to age 21. In South Carolina, a measure would block the state's Medicaid program from covering any transition related medications or procedures. So, what the Republican Party is doing here is the Republican Party is, in effect, banning transgenderism. Yeah. If you cannot afford canceling it, yeah, the super expensive cost of the medications and so on. If you can't afford that, you can't be a trans person. I mean, obviously, you are who you are, irrespective of your ability to transition, but you could be financially blocked from transitioning. And that's the goal. That's ultimately the goal. And you have uh, Michael Knowles saying on his show that uh, transitioning is an occult ritual. So they're going down that road, too. So it's mysticism and devil worship and all that crap. It's the Alex Jonesification of the Republican movement. Meantime, oh, my God, Florida Republicans want to pass legislation to ban the Democratic Party.
4: Yep. Yep.
1: So this is what you do when you're so panicked about losing elections and you can no longer go, hey, you know what? Maybe we should moderate our political positions to win more votes. Instead, you just say, you know what? No, no. The other side isn't even allowed to vote anymore. That's it. You got to change your party if you want to be able to vote. Or if you're uh, a college student, you wanna be able to vote while you're at college, well, you're not gonna be able to do that because you're not gonna be able to use your student ID at the polling place.
3: Can you imagine the screaming and crying if Democrats were trying to do this to Republicans in like Vermont or Massachusetts? Oh yeah,
1: the Democrats are authoritarian Nazis. (laughs) Liberal Nazis is probably what they would say. All right. uh, this is an actual thing And we're going to get into this uh, Florida Republican and this (laughs) Proposed ban on the Democratic Party In Florida
2: here Just one second, uh, back with more show Right after this Okay, picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend Doing the same old whatever Or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe And hit the road
3: Daska uh, plays more music.
1: the great Matt Springfield. God, I almost said Matt Walsh. It's not nowhere near being Matt Walsh. I love this guy though, Matt Springfield. This is a song called Pop Life. It is the lead track off of his Pop Life EP. And uh, it's one of the best things ever. Link in the description, of course, to support Matt
3: Springfield. I felt very seen by that first line. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) you live a boring life. I'm like, and I worked hard for that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Do not discount the power of boring.
1: BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Okay, so, yeah, we were talking about this Florida Republican who wants to ban the Democratic Party. This is a big, like, hey, look at me, look at me. Give me money. I'm saying things that you like to hear. I'm pandering to your ridiculous biases, even though there's no chance this could actually pass. And as I'm saying that, I'm going, well, maybe it could. Yeah, <laughs> who the hell knows anymore? It's Florida. Fucking Florida. Florida. Yeah. A Republican in Florida's legislature has filed a bill that, if enacted, would eliminate the Florida Democratic Party. The ultimate cancel act would require the state's division of elections to immediately cancel the filings of any political party whose platform had, quote, previously advocated for or been support of slavery or involuntary servitude. Oh. So here's his loophole.
4: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. The
1: Democratic Party in the South.
4: In the pl- 1800s.
1: Right. In the 1800s. And they were still kind of pro-segregation, pro-Jim Crow. I mean, I'm talking about the Dixiecrats. Well, until the 60s. Which, I
3: mean, there was yeah, enough, until then the they 60s. all went to the Republican they, Party Yeah. yeah. after the Civil Rights Act was passed. Right. Yeah. So.
1: This was the Dixiecrats we're talking about here. They oh. were conservatives who just happened to remain Democrats because that was the tradition you're applying modern party politics to a different era where party affiliation was much more linked to family tradition, community tradition, historical tradition had less to do with ideology. So it was just a label which is ultimately what you know the party uh, the individual parties are they're just labels for transitory ideology ideology and party platforms change all the time it's like a storefront that could have many different businesses over the years setting up shop in that storefront same building different shit inside depending on what's there maybe one day it's a, a mini mart Maybe the next day it's a a nail salon. Maybe a year after that, the nail salon goes out of business and it becomes a karate dojo or some shit. That's what happens. That's what happens with parties. The platforms change over time. So the bill, it's called SB 1248, would require Florida officials to notify all registered voters who belong to any canceled parties that their parties no longer exist. It would also change their voter registrations to no party affiliation and provide procedures for those voters to update their affiliations mm. to an active political party. The bill would allow any canceled political parties to re-register with the Florida State Department, but only under the condition that the party change its name to something substantially different from the name of any other party previously registered with the oh, agency. Oh, God.
3: So, fuck... What was the is it supported <laughs> slavery or human trafficking? Because I'm pretty sure the ACLU could make the case that Desantis human trafficked a bunch of immigrants. That's yes. yes. true. you know, so like careful what you wish for, Sparky. Yeah, you might end up with the both parties outlawed in Florida and having to start over. Well,
1: so. they're they're careful here not to mention uh, human trafficking. Just a uh, support of slavery or involuntary servitude, which is the same thing, said two different ways. So that's that's that. I don't, you know what, look, the Republican Party is full of shit and they're doing awful things. I don't see this going very far. I mean, it may make its way through a committee at some point. And and again, as I'm saying that, I'm going, Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, these people are fucking crazy. So, who the hell knows how this is going to end up? This is like the two halves of my brain arguing with themselves. Just me going, oh, yeah, well, the cynical side and the hopeful side is just clashing. Like, on one shoulder is Hal Sparks, on the other shoulder is Ches Pazienza, and they're going, fuck you, no, fuck you. We're doomed. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. No, we're fucked. That's the fight. All right. Meantime, the Georgia Senate Ethics Committee approved legislation to ban ballot drop boxes statewide. This is something that could actually happen. This is something that could pass in your state, David.
3: I I think Stacey Abrams and crew are—if this passes, there will be so many lawsuits immediately. Like, they're ready. I mean, I understand they're trying to do it, but there is an equally powerful groundswell. of, And and we do have two Democratic senators in the—you know, and I just—I feel like— They can try, but this is like, and Republicans vote by Dropbox, too, is the thing. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, they can cut off their nose to spite their face and end up losing even more, so.
1: Well, if we need more evidence that the Republican Party hates democracy, here it is, here it is. Uh, What was the other story we were talking about? Banning the Democratic Party. Uh, This is all a thing where, no, we can't win elections anymore, So we're just going to keep the opposition from being able to vote. (laughs) That's going to be our solution. We're not going to change anything. We're going to stick with the extremism, Racism, misogyny,
3: and homophobia that has brought us this far.
1: Meantime, Democratic leaders, this is some good news. We'll end with a couple of bits of good news here. Democratic leaders called on Rupert Murdoch to stop spreading false election narratives and admit on the air that they were wrong to engage in such negligent behavior. Well, I don't know if this is going to make any dent in Fox News. Chuck Schumer going, you better do this or else I'm going to give you such a pinch. Now, sorry, uh, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. What needs to happen is official Senate sanctions, investigations, exposure of all of this, and it has to extend beyond just the 2020 big lie bullshit. And
3: I think there are going to be a lot more lawsuits. If well, there has goes to be yeah. for yeah. Dominion. I mean, all kinds of breach of yeah. faith, and, you know, stuff up the line. Yeah, that hopefully it could just make. Fox unable, A, to pay its incredibly expensive headline talent, so they'll leave, mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully, B, unable to continue to litigate their, like, truth out into the world. Because, I mean, they have their lawyers work a lot. Yeah. They have worked very hard over the years to keep the real truth about what they do and what kind of organization they are out of the public eye.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Well, uh, what I keep wondering is how many news cycles were poisoned like this? How many news cycles were treated with a degree of real-time historical fiction? It's taking actual events and turning them into something that's not actually happening. And they're aware of this. They know this. That's the goal. That's the mission. Jesse Waters. This is the word you're looking for is partisan propaganda. Well, yeah, that's it, too. It's disinformation all the rest of it. But I'm just talking about it's presenting a bullshit, bogus version of what's happening in the world. And that's typically regarded as fiction, right? But this goes beyond, this is an indoctrination, this is uh, uh, brainwashing an audience. Grooming. Yeah, grooming exactly, that's a great word. (laughs) To the point where now it's audience is behaving like a bunch of people who are suffering from mass delusion. Because when you know that what you're hearing is a lie, because I think on some level they realize that this is bullshit. Like on some level, wrestling fans know well this is made up. This is something that's planned out ahead of time. They're real athletes and they get hurt, but the setup is all planned out ahead yeah, of time.
3: Compared to smoking or taking crystal meth, yeah, like it gets them off in the short term, even though they know it's bad for them. It provides an immediate rush. And right, helps right. them feel yeah. strong and superior to other people. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so, yeah, I think this needs to extend far beyond election 2020, and get into other situations. And I want to see like quiz show 21 style investigations. Those of you who don't know, there was a game show called 21. And the host of the show, the producer of the show was giving uh, contestants the answers ahead of time based on who they wanted to keep on the show the longest. So if you were like a good looking Aryan guy, you were given the questions and answers ahead of time yeah, so that right. you would be on the show for much longer. Or if you were a swarthy Jewish man, you would get eliminated from the show and, and get replaced by aforementioned attractive Aryan guy. Right. And so there were famous investigations of that all documented in the movie, quiz show. They need to do that again, but with Fox News Channel. Because this is a massive fraud committed on the American people, and it's affecting our national security. It's affecting our future as a nation. It's affecting our democracy. It affected
3: COVID. It's affecting our climate. Yeah. Trans people's ability to function. I mean, gay and lesbian people are being attacked in their homes Mm -hmm. now. I mean, we're turning into fucking Angola here. It's bad. Yeah. They just need to fucking back off. Right. But they can't. Because they have to be cruel to someone. Mm-hmm. And they're all mad because, like, well, we can't say the N-word out loud anymore. We can't be openly racist. It, I mean, they – doesn't stop them. But you know what no, I mean. No, I know what you like, mean. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, let's see, Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries wrote to Rupert Murdoch, though you have acknowledged your regret in allowing this grave propaganda to take place, your network hosts continue to promote, spew, and perpetuate election conspiracy theories to this day. Kevin McCarthy, meanwhile, defended his decision to give Fox News' Tucker Carlson exclusive (sighs) access to 41,000 hours of Jan 6 security footage of the Capitol attack. McCarthy and House Republicans were also moving to provide defendants in Jan 6 related cases access to the footage.
3: We're going to hand over all the people who are insurrectionists detailed footage of how to get in and out of the Capitol and where the politicians go when they're in danger.
1: Exactly. Capital suggestion. Yeah. Well, and there's that. And then there's taking footage and spinning that footage, selectively editing it like James O'Keefe does to make it seem like something's going on that's not going on. And you can count on that because Tucker is that full of shit. He doesn't care what's mm-hmm. real and what's not real. Tucker Carlson cares about one thing. His annual Money. fucking contract. Yep. He and by extension, he cares about ratings because he probably gets ratings bonuses. So that's what motivates him. He's got the mind of a whore. I don't care if I have the mind to lie. of a
3: whore and the body of a potato. <laughs> <laughs> And yet, he's rich somehow, <laughs> fucker.
1: Right. I'll tell my two million Johns whatever they want to hear, as long as I get a substantial paycheck for it. And by the way, buy my merch. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's
3: Goddamn. the right wing way. Yeah. I mean, all the yeah. way to you know buy my like anti radiation and manhood supplements from Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, by the way, the House Ethics Committee has opened an investigation into George Santos. That's breaking news here during the show.
3: Good. Where you been? Yeah. Um.
1: (laughs) Finally, uh, that's a little bit of good news. We're really ending the show with some good news here because I had just clicked on this article about how Eli Lilly is now going to cap the cost of insulin at $35 a month, bringing relief for millions. Thank you, Joe Biden. Another Biden victory. Republicans are busily disenfranchising voters, young voters, women voters. Voters in Florida, voters in Georgia, black voters. And meantime, Joe Biden is making life easier for real people by reducing the cost of things like insulin and building roads and improving bridges and removing lead pipes from sewer systems and water treatment and so on.
3: But this is the the, electrical grid. Yeah. Democrats are like, we want to take care of Americans. And Republicans are like, we want to bankrupt the Treasury and get as rich as possible. Yeah. And be cruel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. The whole idea with the Republican Party is to pander to the bigots. As I said about yeah. Michael Knowles, because Michael Knowles was bragging, you know, I mentioned how he's number he's ranked number twenty-three on Apple Podcast News and Politics because there is no merit, there is no justice. <laughs> But I mean ultimately the big takeaway of that is the reason why Michael Knowles and Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino and Candace Owens are so popular, because no one went broke. No one's ever gone broke pandering to the dumbness and the bigotry of suckers. It's very no, you'll easy never to never go
3: broke underestimating the intelligence of the American public.
1: That's exactly right. And and pandering to that. And that's exactly what the entire Red Hat Entertainment Complex is all about pandering to those biases, telling people exactly what they want to hear, counterfactually, radically, indoctrinating people. That's exactly what's happening in this country. It's terrifying.
3: I- I, need you start calling it what it is, grooming and indoctrination.
1: Yeah. But I mean, can a democracy continue to endure when a significant percentage of the American voting population has been brainwashed, is suffering from this mass delusion, this American nervous breakdown? Is it possible yeah. to do that?
3: We'll be fine. They're all retired anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean,
1: they could all, I mean, it's a it's a, an aging population of people. Although, the Daily Wire hosts are all in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. And I'm sure they audiences are- They've all been middle-aged yeah.
3: since they were five. Proud I Boys mean, are young guys
1: yeah. too, aren't they? Proud Boys and yeah. Oath Keepers and Patriot Front and all those crackpots. They're now headed off to jail. Good luck in prison, guys. I just want to say, yeah. just want to mention. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about social media a lot on the uh, shadow docket and, uh, and my disgust with it at this point. And it goes beyond just uh, Facebook and, and Facebook's fuckery. Lots of things to say here, uh, here about uh, social media, plus uh, some news about TikTok and the FDA has blocked Elon Musk. From doing something, we'll talk about that. patreoncom slash show See you over there, folks. Bye.